Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa Show. We weren't very... Uh, Last time we did it in unison, unintentionally. I know. We, I guess that was a fluke. We're overthinking it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So we're on to what? Episode four. Of eight or however many it takes to yeah. get this done. Yeah. On Catholic social teaching. Yes. So what is part four, Lisa? Rights and responsibilities. Wow. Yes. Very interesting. So what are rights and responsibilities? Well, the Catholic social teaching means every person has individual rights, but also responsibilities towards society and themselves. And I think it's important that we keep those two things balanced because if you start to feel like you have too many individual rights, you may become entitled. Yes. On the other hand, if we're not paying attention to individuals' rights, then and more on what they're responsible for doing, we may violate their human dignity. Ah, okay. So keeping a balance on those two is really important, I would say, Lee, personally, Lisa. Yes, I agree. Sort of like the balance that we keep on the show. <laughs> yes. So what else is there? Well, true rights are not derived from society, but from God, and they are written into natural law. Natural law, which is implanted in our hearts, which we've talked about on many episodes, I believe. Yes. And basic human rights are universal, inviolable, and inalienable. I'm glad you had to say those words and not me. And I don't know if I pronounced them correctly. I think you did. Universal, I got. Universal, that, so that means it's for everybody, <laughs> yep. right? It doesn't exclude yep. anybody. Inviolable means that it cannot be um, reduced or, uh, or subjugated in some way. Okay. And then uh, inalienable means that uh, it cannot be taken away from you. Okay. You, you're entitled. Doesn't mean that this doesn't happen. Uh, in certain parts of the world, yeah, right, where yeah. where people's rights are infringed upon in a in a in a not good way, right, uh, but they shouldn't be. Correct. So fundamental human rights, as outlined in Pacium in Terris by Saint Pope John the Twenty Third, are right to life, which include food, water, shelter, warmth, a place to live, medical care, medical care, all the basic. Uh, needs of, of life should be there for every each and every person. And then moral and cultural rights. Right. So everyone has a right to receive respect, education, and share in culture. Exactly. And then right to worship God. We should all have the right to worship God yes. in whatever way that we want to. Both and that, privately and public. Right. And, and sometimes it feels like it's not always the case. Correct. And I have a friend uh, who, he actually goes over to the, in, into Asia, and Christianity over there is underground. Yeah. And so they're not allowed to worship publicly. Wow. Uh, so yeah, there's, uh, we're very lucky here in the United States uh, that, that we can worship uh, publicly or privately. Because religious freedom is the source of all human rights. There you have it. We also have right to freely choose one's state of life, which is our vocation. Right. So you can be a deacon. Mm -hmm. You can be a pharmacist, mm -hmm. uh, a mom, mm -hmm. a dad. Uh, you could live out the consecrated life, be a mm -hmm. priest. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have lots of vocations, and we have um, the right to be able to choose. What we want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't be assigned what we should be doing. Yeah, I think my dad made me be a civil engineer. Really? I, I think I probably pushed my son to be a software engineer. So there's wisdom sometime, I think. Well, guidance is okay, but... Sure. I mean, ultimately, we had to get the degrees and... Yeah, right. And, and get, get it done. It took me a little longer to get my degree. 
like 10 years. My son got his in four, so good job, Tyler. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then economic rights, which are the opportunity to work or own property. We should all have the opportunity to work for sure. And in these difficult times, um, uh, it can be challenging. A lot of people have lost their jobs uh, as a result of the virus. And uh, so hopefully that will all clear up here in the near future and we can get back uh, to everybody having a job. Mm -hmm. The right to emigrate or immigrate, which is to leave one country for just reasons or freedom of movement. Yeah, and I believe we're going to talk about this in another uh, episode, Lisa, but you know, the right to leave a country where you're being oppressed or the conditions aren't well, right? Mm -hmm. That's the E of, of immigrate. immigrate. And then immigrate with an I oh, is going... Um, at your own free will. Yeah, and it's going into another country. So yeah, yeah. so I think okay. the, one is you're, you're, you're leaving to go somewhere else for a particular reason. Uh, okay. But then the, the going into another country and there's the whole immigration thing is very interesting because people have a right to, to go somewhere but then the country they're going to has a right, you know, that they would go through a proper process. Right. So we'll talk about that in more detail on a future podcast. But okay. that's just a little foretaste. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And then political rights. So the opportunity to take part in public affairs. So like the right to vote, I guess, falls under that. Absolutely. And I think I think given the time that we're going through right now, entering into an election, it's important that we all exercise this right. Uh, but in exercising that right, that we show. Uh, the proper amount of respect to those that may not agree right. with our views right. uh, so that we don't violate their human dignity. Yeah. And then subsidiarity. Subsidiarity. Oh, okay. Oh, and you we know how to say it. Yeah, and we've talked okay. about that, but it's things being taken care of at, oh, the, at the lowest. Oh, at the lowest possible level, right. She got it. See, she's smart. It protects people from abuses by higher level social authority and calls on these authorities to help the smaller groups fulfill their duties. And contradicting this principle is considered a grave evil How per Pope Pius VI. How about that? A grave evil. Huh. So it gets back to the whole idea again that um, uh, well, there's rights and responsibilities, right? But that government is there to help the individual, okay, mm -hmm. in, 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 in realizing their full potential and not the other way around. Ah, okay. Right. So that's a good segue because government and human rights is what we're going to talk about next. How about that? that? Government exists, oh, primary to promote the welfare of individuals. What you just pretty much said. I must have written those notes, I Lisa. think you must have. Good wow. job. Goal of government is, a squirrel over there. is the growth of the human person and promote human rights and uphold them. So it's very interesting. So government is supposed to uphold human rights and to help people grow. But there are many ways where that's not necessarily the case in society today. And we've talked about, we've talked about some of those in prior episodes, and we'll probably talk about some of those in future episodes. Because there are laws, and I'm getting ahead of myself, so I'll let you go. Uh, so the role of authority, first of all, legitimate authority comes from God. Hmm. Legitimate authority <laughs> legitimate, comes from God. Yes. Okay. Is legitimate if it it is legitimate if it seeks the common good for the group concerned in a moral way. Common good in a moral way. So this month is the right to life, yeah. right? And we're going through the 40 days for life, um, whereby, you know, as the Catholic Church teaches, and we've talked about that uh, life, the dignity of life is important from the moment of conception to natural death. Right. 
So these laws um, with regard to abortion aren't consistent with God's moral law. Right. And then Thomas Aquinas argued that a law is not a law if it goes against reason formed by the natural law. That's interesting. That's, well, and it's very true. And, and there's something, uh, it's called a conscientious objector. Yeah. Uh, which we're not going to get into, but if, if you, uh, on the basis of good moral and natural law, uh, you can consciously object to something that is actually a, a governmental law, if you will. Yeah, there was that really good war movie that the guy was a conscientious objector, and he wouldn't um, use a gun and kill people, but he like say he was a medic and he saved like a ton of people. What was the name of that? I can't remember, but it was really good. He had to go up a cliff and like save everybody, and when he got tired, he's like, "One more, one more, God, come on, one more, let me save one more." That's beautiful. So yeah, very beautiful. Now I'm gonna have to figure out what that is so I can watch. I know. It. Yeah, I'll have to um, figure it out. True authority guided by moral law recognizes, respects, and promotes essential human and moral values in acts, in acts just laws. Just laws. Just so we laws. just talked about yep. that. And then the meaning of law, so divine law, the source is in God and is natural. It's inscribed in our hearts or revealed, which means it was found in the Bible. Revealed means it was found in the Bible. Yes. Okay. Yes. It, it all sounded like one definition oh, when you were sorry. saying it. All right. Civil law. So there's two types of divine law. There's natural law, which we've talked about, right? Which is inscribed in our hearts. And then revealed. Which is in the Bible. Right. I think that's what you said. It just It was, is. I just probably you were said a little it too fast. Speedy Gonzalez yes. there. Civil law, which the government which is law from the government, but should be applied according to natural law. There we go. And ecclesiastical, which is law from the church. So is that like our catechism? No, canon law. Would well, there, there's canon, canon law. There's okay. the yeah, the, the laws of the church, the Ten Commandments. Although that would be a, the Natural Ten Commandments law. is revealed law. Revealed, yes. Divine yes, law, yes. but revealed yeah. Yeah, in the yeah, Bible. So yeah. yes, but yeah, canon law is uh, yeah the catechism, the teaching of the church, the tradition of the church, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then the relationship between government and family. The family performs functions helpful to the government like procreation, education, passing on of culture, and instilling values. The government should protect the family. Laws that allow abortion and contraception do not hold this up. So we, we started at the beginning, right, that government should help the individual, right? Well, right. The individuals make up the family. Right. So it makes sense. And then last week we talked about how the, the family is the domestic church. Yes. So uh, the role of the government is to really, yeah, to help um, further uh, the domestic church. Did I just say that? I guess that's probably not correct. But, well, but if you get right down to it, if it's the individual and the family, then you're helping the domestic church. Okay. And then the next topic is relativism, which deserves probably its own episode. Okay. There's a lot to say about that. Well, why so it's my personal truth. So just because it doesn't necessarily that means that it is true, but I believe it to be, so it is. So would you like to do another episode just on relativism? Yeah, I think it deserves its own. Okay. Well, I have a lot to say about it. Well, why don't we do that then? Okay. So she's going to get prepared for that for next week, and we will continue on with this part four, right, which will now be part five of nine next week. Oh, okay. So we're expanding okay. the series to whatever we want it to be. Right. Well, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. See you next time. Bye. Bye.